0: Hello and welcome to Thoughts from the Bible. I am Adam Zander and have been serving as a missionary in Romania for over a decade. Join me every week as we look at simple thoughts from the Bible to help us in our daily walk with Christ and our relationships with our fellow man. Hello from Romania. I hope your day is going well. It is a very cold day here in Romania. We have just a little bit of snow on the ground, but it is beautiful, and we have blue skies. I hope you have a good weather wherever you are located. Today, we will continue our series from the book of Isaiah. Last time, we looked at a message from chapter 8 entitled, A Stone of Stumbling. How some people stumble when they hear about the Lord Jesus Christ. This week, we will look at a message from chapter 9 called, Who is Jesus. Our verses for today are found in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. Let's read those verses today. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government should be upon his shoulder, and his name should be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace. There should be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. In this passage, we have the birth of Christ and prophecies concerning Him. But we also read that the Savior, Jesus Christ, has five names. Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. I believe each of these names represents a part of His character and personality. Let's see what each of these five names represent in the Lord Jesus Christ. First today, his name is Wonderful. It is a wonderful thing that God became flesh and dwelt among men. It is wonderful to think how Jesus Christ willingly laid down His life to pay for our sins. I believe His name Wonderful has to do with His works towards man. He came to be our Savior, to heal the sick and bind up the brokenhearted. He is wonderful. Let's read a few verses from the bible that tell us of the wonderful works of God. Psalms chapter 40 verse 5. Many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works, which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to usward, they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Psalms 107, verse 8, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. And then Matthew, chapter 21, verse 15, And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that He did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the Son of David, they were sore displeased. It is a wonderful thing that Jesus Christ came to be our Savior. Let's read that in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 9-11. through 11. Who has saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. So first today, Jesus' name is called Wonderful. Jesus Christ came to pay for our sins, and that is a wonderful thing. Second today, His name is Counselor. We need counsel in our personal lives, our family, and the church. Without good, godly counsel, we will never reach our goals and full potential. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22, the Bible tells us, Without counsel, purposes are disappointed, but in the multitude of counselors they are established. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 20, Hear counsel and receive instruction, that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. So we all need counsel at times. Jesus Christ has no counselor because He is the counselor. He made all things and has all wisdom. Romans chapter eleven verses thirty three through thirty six tell us this. O the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments, and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been his counsellor, or who hath first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again? For of him, and through him, and to him are all things. To him be glory for ever. Amen. Isaiah chapter 28, verse 29. The Bible tells us this also cometh forth from the Lord of hosts, which is wonderful in counsel and excellent in working. So his name is called Counselor. The counsel of the Lord is faithful in truth. He will not give you lying counsel. He will tell you the truth. Isaiah 25 verse 1, O Lord, Thou art my God, I will exalt Thee. I will praise Thy name, for Thou hast done wonderful things. Thy counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. So the counsel of O Lord is faithful and true. Second about the counsel of O Lord, He will guide us with His counsel. Psalms, chapter 73, verses 23 and 24. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Next, the Lord will bring the counsel of the wicked and the world to nothing. The wise men of this world think that they know all things and that their counsel is final but they are but men. Psalms chapter 33, verses 10 and 11. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. He maketh the devices of the people of none effect. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever, the thoughts of his heart to all generations. So Jesus' second name is Counselor. Third today, his name is the Mighty God. This is one of the strongest proofs of the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. This verse is unmistakably speaking of the Messiah, the Savior, Jesus Christ. And here in Isaiah chapter 9, He is called the Mighty God. Who is the Mighty God in the Bible? According to the two verses below that we will read in just a minute, He is the Lord, Jehovah, The great, the mighty God, the Lord of hosts. This is very clear. Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. There can be no other conclusion. He was not just a good man, not just a prophet, not a brother of Satan. No, he was and is equal with God. Psalms chapter 50 verse 1, a psalm of Asaph, the mighty God, even the Lord hath spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun unto the going down thereof. So here the mighty God is the Lord Jehovah. Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 18 Thou showest loving kindness unto thousands, and recompensest the iniquity of the fathers into the bosom of their children after them. The great, the mighty God, the Lord of hosts, is his name. So Jesus Christ, his third name here in Isaiah, is the mighty God. Number four, his name is the Everlasting Father. This is the only place in Scripture, Isaiah chapter 9, where we find this phrase. Again, it proves Jesus was and is God. Remember, the Trinity is three in one. Therefore, Jesus is part of the Father, and the Father is part of the Son. That is also true of the Holy Spirit. Look at these verses. John chapter 1 verse 18 No man hath seen God at any time the only begotten son which is in the bosom of the father he hath declared him and then John chapter 14 verses 8 through 11 Philip saith unto him Lord show us the father and it sufficeth us Jesus saith unto him have i been so long time with you and yet hast thou not known me Philip he that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the very works' sake. As the Father is everlasting, and from Everlasting, so also is the Son. We read about this in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. But thou, Bethlehem Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. This is speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, and it is said he is. From everlasting. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Here, this is speaking about the Word, which is Jesus Christ, and it says He was with God from the very beginning. Revelation chapter one verses five through eight and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion for ever and ever. Amen. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, Amen. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, and which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. So Jesus Christ is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. And the Almighty. So Jesus' fourth name here in Isaiah chapter 9 is the Everlasting Father. Number five and last today, Jesus' name is the Prince of Peace. People and even things can bring some measure of peace in this life, but Jesus Christ is the Prince of peace. He can calm any storm, bring hope and peace in the most difficult times. Why? Because He is the Prince of Peace. In the book of Mark, we have an example of how Jesus calmed a storm. His disciples were scared and thought that Jesus did not care, to the point they thought He would let them perish. But no, He is the Prince of Peace, and even the wind and sea obeyed Him. Mark, chapter 4, verses 37 through 41. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? So Jesus can calm every storm. John chapter 14 verse 27 is one of the most beautiful verses I have read in the Bible and even in secular literature. Let's read John chapter 14 verses 26 and 27 and read how Jesus wants to give you peace today. John chapter 14, verses 26 and 27. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus told us we would have tribulation in this world, but through him we can go through this life with peace in our hearts. John chapter 16 verse 33 These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. The only way we can have peace with God is through the Lord Jesus Christ. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and you want forgiveness of sins and peace in your heart, you must come to God by faith and ask the Lord Jesus Christ to save you. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, being justified by faith, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And then Acts chapter 5, verse 31, Him hath God exalted with His right hand to be a prince and a savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. One day the Lord Jesus Christ will come back and rule on this earth. At that time we will have true peace on earth. Why? Because he is the Prince of Peace. Let's read our verse from Isaiah one more time today. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called wonderful, counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. I hope this message about the Lord Jesus Christ was a help and a blessing. Thank you so much for listening today. Next time, Lord willing, we will look at another message from the book of Isaiah. I hope you have a wonderful day.